Welcome back. This is Michelangelo Signorelli. Ariana Huffington is nationally syndicated columnist, author of 13 books, and the chair, president, editor-in-chief of Huffington Post Media Group, where I am privileged to be editor-at-large at Huffington Post Gay Voices. And she joins me from London to talk about a bunch of stuff. Hi, Ariana. Welcome back to the show. Hi, great to be on the show, and congratulations on your new show. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you're in London. Uh, you've been uh, organizing a conference there, holding a conference, the third metric, Redefining Success Beyond Money and Power. You're such a groundbreaker on so many issues, of course, everything you've done with Huffington Post and in politics, and now you've been focused on the third metric, uh, really trying to give women a new way to look at their lives. Talk a bit about it. So if we look around, um, we see so many women and men um, who are completely burnt out, sleep-deprived, exhausted, paying a heavy price in terms of their health, well-being. And I feel that we really need to reevaluate what, what matters in our lives and to redefine what success is. Because if we continue to define success in terms just of money and power, it's like a two-legged stool, you know, we're going to fall off. And that's why I came up with the idea of the third metric of success, which includes, you know, well-being, um, wisdom, you know, the capacity to disconnect from our many devices and uh, distractions and connect with ourselves, our capacity to appreciate life and um the beauty and wonder of life, no matter what else is going on, and, of course, the capacity to give back. So these are all the elements that I feel really make for a full life, and to ignore all these and simply concentrate on money and power is just a very distorted way of living our lives. It was something that you came to personally, and, and, and really uh, this point you're at now, uh, developing over the last several years, you as somebody who uh, I think everybody thinks about it, as being very plugged in, you had a moment where you just said, okay, no, I've got to really unplug here and I've got to rethink this. Exactly. I had my own rude awakening when I fainted from exhaustion in 2007 and I broke a cheekbone. I got five stitches on my right eye and it started me on this journey of um, uh, reprioritizing sleep, reevaluating my priorities. And it was truly um, a, a blessing in disguise because if I had continued the way I was working and um, not sleeping, um, who knows what would have happened to my health. And also, of course, like everything that happens to me personally, it becomes something that I want to share with our Huffington Post readers. And so we developed all these great lifestyle sections, including a dedicated section on sleep and now on the third metric, but also uh, every lifestyle section um, has um, a whole element of distressing in it. And we launched uh, a dedicated app for distressing that we are calling GPS for the Soul that you can download from the App Store. And it gives you a proxy for your stress, your heart rate variability. And then you launch a guide that helps you get to a a place of harmony and strength, which we all have in us, but most of the time we are not in it. Mm. 
You uh, wrote a, a post on Huffington Post uh, writing about uh, the conference and, and talking about this definition of, of how women uh, see themselves and see success. And you say, because the current definition in which business and burnout are a badge of honor, practically a virility symbol, symbols, was largely created by men. And I, I'm curious about how you see um, gay men fitting into it who, of course, have always been kind of very connected to women in their lives as well, and, and also, obviously, lesbians who are leading lives often that are, that are similarly, again, gay men and lesbians are also living lives defined in, the, in this world by straight men. Yes, absolutely. I think, I think we all need to uh, not just um, ask for an equal place at the top and uh, equal uh, pay, etc., but to redefine and redesign the world um, that men have created, a world um, of work that is based often on war metaphors and sports metaphors and uh, language like we're killing it, we're crushing it, um, congratulating people for um, working around the clock and uh, working 24-7, which anytime anybody says that, I just stop them immediately and say, if anybody's really working 24-7, they can't be very effective. <laughs> and um, and I think now we we need to actually reimagine and redesign um, systems that don't work, that don't work for anyone. And it was interesting, I was recently at a conference and I was interviewing Rebecca Kaplan, who um, did such a marvelous job winning the, um, the Doma case in front of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting to talk to her and her wife about how she prepared for the case and how she, you know, she has a deep spiritual part of her life and how she spend time with their son and how, you know, all these things in our lives which are deeply nourishing and which we often forget um, in the turmoil of our, of our hyper-connected lives. Um, it's just great to remind each other of, uh, of how we can maintain that, that place in us from which a lot of the wisdom that we need in our lives actually comes. Mm. I, I wanted to ask you um, on a political note. Uh, of course, Huffington Post uh, has become just uh, a, a, a enormously important uh, news organization in terms of covering politics, and I think it's a badge of honor that the president uh, mentioned it uh, in that regard. Uh, do you have a response to his discussion of uh, Larry Summers on uh, Capitol Hill and 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 the criticisms that have been coming of? of Larry Summers uh, being the new uh, Federal Reserve chair, or perhaps the president um, thinking about that. He hasn't made the decision yet, and he said, don't believe everything you read in the Huffington Post. Yes, um, we would love, as I tweeted, for him to send us anything that we wrote that he doesn't think is accurate or factual. And um, that that um, would uh, be a really substantive thing to do rather than complain because <laughs> um, we don't agree with um, his position. Yes, and of course, um, much of the discussion uh, centering on Janet Yellen, uh, the current uh, vice chairman, uh, chairwoman at the Fed, uh, who would perhaps become the first uh, uh, Federal Reserve chair uh, as well. That would certainly be 
a new uh, a, a new place for women to be making a, a stand. Yes, but I think again, I'd love to see women in every position. But I I want to see people who understand um, the dangers we're facing at the moment with high unemployment, especially among young people, and who would prioritize that. And that's, I think, after all, um, full employment is um, is one of the objectives of the Fed, but not one that they've taken very seriously recently. No, and we still have so many people, particularly people who lost their jobs, who are older, uh, people in their 50s. It doesn't look like they're ever going to get a job again. Exactly, and that's that's a real problem. Yeah, and, and, and obviously uh, not something this administration has really uh, grappled with uh, yet or, or, you know, really taken on uh, at this point. Uh, I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us from London. I uh, wish you uh, luck with the conference and certainly bringing the message of the third metric, I think something all of us need to uh, take to heart. So great to have you on the program. Thank you so much. Great to be with you always. Thank you. Uh, Ariana Huffington the chair, president, and editor-in-chief of the Huffington Post Media Group. We're back in a couple of minutes.